Guess what? We're recording. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Right. Thanks for tuning Episode in. Episode two. Done. Hello and welcome to Accessory to Thought. Today's topic will be the nature and origin of truth and how it is that we define truth as, I mean, we find it quite difficult to sort of pin it down, get it sort of under wraps because, you know, you could just say, well, truth is as easy as saying, oh, he's sitting down because I can see he's sitting down. But we're sort of asking the questions like absolute truth and subjective truth and what it is for things to really mean something well more not not so much truth in an objective well not 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 that kind of truth as in fact this is fact this is true you know not that kind. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna try and approach it from a different angle to what way we can relate to it in our daily lives do you agree with that? Go on. Right. Um, so I'm going to start off by saying truth is that which agrees with reality. You, you can live your life and, for example, if you're, if you're living a truthful life, you know, everything, everything sort of makes sense. You're, you're, not, you're not delusioned with what's happening around you. And then if, I guess, if you're living an untruthful manner... Uh, mode of being then I guess yours uh, that that would imply that you're in some sort of delusion from reality because what you think does not agree with reality um, but that this goes to my next point so I'm going to talk about speech and how that relates to truth so we as as humans uh, we we can transform chaos into being through tr- speech. Uh, what does this mean? Um, there's there's lots of depictions in mythology that like the the tongue is like a sword, right? And you know, in many ways, that's true. Again, not not in the objective s- sense necessarily, but it's true because it agrees with reality. Because our speech is our most important tool, you know. Uh, in the Bible, it talks about God speaking the world into existence. You know that we're not going to take that lightly. Speech, speech is very powerful. And uh, our speech. So when I say we can transform chaos into being through speech. If you if you imagine like everywhere in a sea of possibilities. And that would be chaos, right? And then we we can, through our speech, we can change what our reality is, if that makes sense. For, uh, for example, policeman shows up your door, says, "Sorry to hear uh, to say this, but your son has been involved in an accident and he's dead." Oh, right. Now the objective 
rally has not changed from what one saying to the next, right? Your son was dead the same before, and your son was dead the same after. But through that speech, he's completely changed the reality. You know what I mean? Because one one day you might be happy as Larry, next day, next 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 second, you know you're distraught. So you're in a different place there. But is that realistically because, is that because of the police officer's speech, or is that because of the truth that this your your son has been killed? Um. Well, I, I get the policeman's just conveying the truth, but um, my point is that policeman changed this this other person's reality, basically, j- just by speaking. Yeah, which is interesting to think about. So I would then I would say, if speech can bring about reality or change reality, to tell the truth would be the most habitable habitable form of reality so if you tell the truth that would be the best possible option is what that means so this sort of ties in with um the last episode with morality and the conscience when i say always follow your conscience if you always follow your conscience that would be sort of walking in the way of truth i guess Hmm. um and then i said the best possible outcome even even if it doesn't make necessarily make sense, um, would be to follow your conscience. And I guess it's similar here. To tell the truth would be the best, best possible way forward. And this is going to lead, lead, lead to my next point. So really, what 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 is this truth I'm talking about? What is this truth that brings those habitable form of reality into being? All right. Um. So Proverbs twenty seven. Verse 14 says, Whoever blesses his neighbour with a loud voice rising early in the morning will be counted as cursing. This this brings in a whole another element of what truth can be. So I would say be to be very careful with your speech and to make sure it embodies the nature of truth. So I, I would say 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 you go to your friends. And say you're you're really ugly. You're you're just you're really ugly. Aww. Wow, you're so ugly. <laughs> when I look at you, I I feel a shiver down my, my spine. You're so ugly. <laughs> All right. Hey, what if it was actually true, right? Damn. Objectively, just say he's right. This person is really ugly. I would, I would like to say. That that's not ness. That's not the embodiment of truth if that's what they're saying it may be objectively true that this person is ugly right or, or whatever wherever the thing is right it may be objectively true but it's this essence of truth that i want to talk about um because if truth is the most habitable form of reality is it the most habitable is it is it the best way forward to basically insult this person Probably not, to be honest. Probably not. Uh, um, Proverbs 15, verse 1. A soft word turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The proverb is basically saying, you know, be soft in your speech, be careful. 
don't get don't lose don't wild people up yeah if yeah um your your objective is to find a way forward for everyone not just you if that makes sense mm. you can shout at someone all you want about some about even if they're doing something wrong you shout shout at them all, all you want but if you know the best way forward would be to embody that essence of truth yeah is why, why i believe this proverb's talking about soft words turns away wrath you know so that's about do you have anything that at the minute no no okay um and then my next point uh honest conflict is better than dishonest harmony winning an argument is like in an argument fixing the problem is winning it's not it's not actually winning the argument because if 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 you say you're you're really smart and you're arguing against someone who's not as smart as you you could they the person who's smart could probably easily win an argument with this person no matter what the point is even if they're wrong but that would be that would not be the best way forward mm-hmm. um that wouldn't embody the essence of truth so fixing the problem would be like winning the argument i guess um because think about it if you're say say you're having an argument with your spouse over something you could choose option one defeat them in the argument and be the victor of that argument and lots of people do that but where does that leave you you've you've won the argument now you're even more distant than you were but you're now your spouse is now you may be the victor in that moment but your spouse is the loser in that moment and that doesn't feel like winning it's like yeah I won the argument but you're married to a loser now (laughs) (laughs) one way of looking at it yeah you have to live with this person would you not rather both be winners Josh so marriage (laughs) (laughs) so it's this essence of truth I'm talking about Mm. that we need to embody so how would you how would you define this essence of truth what is this essence uh, it's trying to, it's what it's having a deep uh desire to find the best way forward um that is not self-centered i guess so i guess love would be sum that up i didn't get to talk much about what i said before uh honest conflict is better than dishonest harmony say there's a problem Again, I'm going to talk about marriage here, right? Okay. There's a problem in your marriage. And there's two ways of going about it. You could either meet it head on, or you could just cover up. One is one is very hard, right? So you say there's a problem. It's difficult to fix problems. You know, it's not easy, it's hard. It's yeah, painful they're, they're to fix problems, problems yeah. right? 
and it, it it's it can be easy to just ignore things but honest conflict which would be I want to fix this problem because I want to be in a better place I want you to be in a better place as well if I'm talking to your spouse right now we need to go through this torment to be in the better place opposed to dishonest harmony you know you're you may it may be peaceful on the surface but you say you're just walking on eggshells it's dishonest Hmm. You know. Um, well, if I may interrupt there for a second, I would offer. Well, you, you talk about this idea of dishonest harmony, but I, as far as I'm aware of, you see lots and lots of people being happy with, um, the kinds of lies, not like the non-truths that um they're facing. So, just for an example, um, imagine you. We're just sitting at home and a friend came up to you and your friend said, Josh, I'm dead. And you were and you were like, well, of course you're not dead. You're speaking to me, you're walking, you're talking and blah, 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 blah. But it gets to the point where he's always saying, he or she's always saying, no, 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 I'm dead. I, I just believe that I'm dead. So it gets to the point where you pick up the three main medical textbooks in the world. Everyone believes these and they all say that dead people can't bleed. So you just prick your friend's finger and lo and behold, they bleed. What do they say? Do they say, oh, after all the evidence, yeah, you're right, they should. But what if they say, oh, the book's wrong? Like, how, what, what, would you, what would you say to that person who is just so wrapped up in their beliefs that this is what they believe? This is their kind of truth. This is a dishonest harmony. Surely it would be easier to just live peaceful beside each other to accept that that person is who they are and what well, how, how would you how would you go about with that kind of situation how would i go about the situation my friend has told me well, he's dead well that was just the that was just a, <laughs> a, a, a story but how do you go about a situation where you know in your heart that people who you know are living in ways that just don't make sense that do not follow the truth so they're living in a dishonest harmony because you're clearly friends, how do you combat that? Because you've said better to live in a what was it, um, honest conflict than dishonest harmony. Yeah. The right. vast majority of people. Would. So if someone right, um, um, well, I'll, I'll, I guess this leads to my next point, or quote. Uh, so Proverbs twenty-seven verse six: Faithful are the winds, winds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. If you've got a friend and they're really a friend, why well, I'd say what a friend, the definition of a friend is someone who wants the best for you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm, I'm saying what a friend is. Uh, you then if someone if this person wants the best for you, you know, you know what they're whatever they do is for the benefit of you, right? So if faithful are the ones of the of a of a friend in mythology. The idea of the phoenix. Uh, in order to for this phoenix to. To get like be a big. Fancy bird, I big guess. Fancy bird. It, it needs to be be reborn. When it needs to be reborn, right? It goes up in flames. So what that that's the idea that. Being reborn is painful, 
you need to take it takes away parts of you but you're better on the other side yeah so if a friend's telling you something that's really hurtful but if they're a friend meaning they want the best for you you know it you know it's out of this uh, truth that I'm talking about that love yeah that's that's the the love I guess so if if they're coming to you with a problem that's that's very very hurtful to hear that you know it you know you know you should be listening to it because if they're wanting the best for you because it'll be hard for them to do that if it hurts you Mm. but it must be important and then the opposite side profuse for the kisses of an enemy you know if an enemy meaning if someone who doesn't want the best for you is treating you nice all of a sudden like overly nice Mm -hmm. suspicious you know what are they what are their real motives here you know they could be just hiding something Um, so if you're talking about someone who is living a dishonest harmony is basically what you asked yeah Um, so someone who's not acting what they believe to be true for the sake of peace um, what would I say to that person is what your question is well it's not that they know how they're acting is dishonest it's the fact that they believe wholeheartedly that this is a decent way to live this is right um, in that analogy when it clearly uh, most people would say it's clearly wrong but for the sake of harmony would you like not so much tolerate it but do not nothing about it or would you actively try and i guess rescue that person and show them the truth but even if you do surely they'll just say oh but i still believe in all of that and i guess what you said about being born again actually quite good because it's not so much as focusing on a person's flaws not so much as focusing on a person's um dishonest sort of harmony with themselves with 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 what they're doing in life this idea of being born again is not so much as looking at what they believe in and arguing with it and telling them no but really just getting to i mean let, let's look at it your friends there's a start i mean you support each other you clearly have an influence on each other um, if they are coming to talk to you about these sort of personal um, things and the best thing we can do is use truth to help that person along and I think I guess it's about supporting that person like you're never going to just suddenly if somebody believed wholeheartedly let's say that they are they were dead yeah. and like at first we might laugh but they may feel like that way the whole time like what happens what, how, do we, how, do we, how do we solve that as their friend well um well, if they're my friend, I'm I'm gonna reach out that all of the help that I could realistically give. But if they're not, if if they're ignoring that, hmm. just blatantly ignoring it, I guess. I mean, what? Well, there's not much you can do, I guess. Hmm. So if you offer up all your all the help you have, I I, I like. If someone holds a belief or something, if they're doing something that I find wrong, 
and if they're my friend, I would confront them about it. I'd say, I'd say, this is why I think that's happening. But what makes is, your say truth better than their truth? Is it purely out of majority, or is it like who who well, wins I'm gonna, that kind of argument? Well, I'm gonna answer the first question okay. first. So, as in, what would I do? Um, so I go to them, confront them about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if if they don't change, then there's not much you can do. Because if you keep going, you're gonna end up devaluing your words, and your time. Mm. Do you mean you don't, you don't, you don't keep talking to someone who's deaf? Mm-hmm. What's the you're 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 devaluing what you have to give if if they're not picking up, um. If they are, if they are picking up, listening, but they're sort of slow. I guess it's a slow to, uh, I guess agree with it. But if they are listening, I guess it's a different story. But if they're if they're completely deaf to it, there's there's you know there's a point where you you draw the line. I guess hmm. you say how. What was your question? How do I know my truth is right? And there's yeah. There's, so how do you? So how do you, how do you in that moment decide who's right and who's wrong? If they believe that they're right and you believe that you're right, like wh- wh- who who's right then? Where is the truth? Well, if it comes down to right, here's all the evidence, and this is everything that needs to be said about the subject laid out in front of you, and two people get one thing, and well, if two people read it or look at the evidence one person gets one thing another person gets another and there's nothing to change the ways there's not much you can do about that um, I mean if I like if it goes back to the thing truth is that which agrees with reality is it agreeing with reality if it is agreeing with reality, then so, I'd say it would be true. I, I, would, I would say that was originally how it was, but in this day and age, what do you mean? people are just like in their own sort of realities. People are like, well, I want this. I want to be this way. I want this to be that way. What I, do you mean? That's my truth. That's what I want to be because it makes me feel comfortable and nobody else can tell me otherwise. I'm just saying that, yes, you could throw all the evidence, all the truth, all the reality you want as someone, but that's ultimately not gonna like look at look at look at look at atheists all right why are we still of atheists if we've got so much evidence for jesus christ we've got resources we've got so many believers we've got all of this this and that the reason why people still don't believe is because they just it's because it's just downright refusal i think in order for truth to really be truth there has to be acceptance there has to be a change there has to be that born again attitude that you were talking about so you could, I mean, I became a Christian through evidence. So, but there is something else there. I mean, I like to ask a question. Um, if Christianity were true, would you believe it? Most of the time people say no. And that means it's not really a head problem. It's not really an evidence problem. It's more of a heart problem. And the only person that can deal with heart problems is um, God. So to answer the question that I gave you, um what happens if you just are at that stalemate where you all believe in your own truths that's where god comes in 
because Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That's where he does the works. He like leave it to him. If you do get to a stalemate, because prayer is all you can have at a stalemate, and I think that's one of the best things about being a Christian. We do get stalemates. We do get conflicting areas in our lives where we just feel we can't get any more ground. That's where prayer comes in, and that's where prayer is most powerful. I think. Hmm. Very interesting. Um. So I'm going to go to the sort of last part of this why why tell the truth you know you know why 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 would it benefit me so i'm going to say a few things here uh, your soul will reject the tyranny of your will i don't know who what that who i'm quoting there uh but anyway your soul, <laughs> that's what it says <laughs> that's beside the point your soul will reject the tyranny of your will um this this goes back to the conscience kind of thing mm-hmm. do what you think what do what you know to be true you know regardless of the consequences because uh, you, you may rationalize something which would be your will to do something but if you disagree with it so so deeply you know it's no good can come from that uh, another thing which I, well, it's the same thing, I guess. Uh, don't say things that make you weak. Which so if you're if you're not embodying embodying this truth I'm saying about, then you're you're saying things that make it make you weak. Because if you're you're not, if there's no basis to your words, if if your words aren't really what you believe in, yeah. If your words aren't set in a there's, foundation, there's no truth. foundation. In that, um, Frederick Nietzsche, Nietzsche uh, said, um, "A man's worth is determined by how much truth he can tolerate." Mm-hmm. So there's this strength that comes with truth, you know, and that idea of it. And then I guess to close up for the idea, I'm going back to like uh, speaking, and like uh, how how we humans can bring different realities into being just through words you know god spoke the world into existence we should we should be careful with that you know our our, our mm-hmm. tongues are like swords yeah they're so powerful they can um just change the percep- perceptions and perspectives of so many people i mean like even speaking us now into speaking in this podcast is changing people's perspectives on different things maybe confirming perspectives on different things we can never know that but the people but you listening um do and once you really think about it like oh, the, the, the the ears in which your words go through and the the brain in which function between those ears like it, it's really quite interesting to think about just how far our words can go. Yeah. One person made a difference with his with his words. Mm. So I think that, that that's us for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode two of Accessory to Thought. Alright, goodbye. Bye bye.